tour all night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, head over to patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos. There you'll see what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Once again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos to help us continue to make high-quality and tourytainment for you. Hey, everybody. The European 2023 tour is just around the corner, and we want to talk about it. Tori's added some exciting new cities to the mix, and just for fun, she shuffled the order of the old cities. So now we got to replan, regroup, and yes, re-record. It's a brand new year, a brand new season, and a brand new era of tour all night. From ocean to ocean, to ocean to ocean two, we're your guide to everything tour. This episode is an edited version of a conversation I had with Tanya Rigotti a long ass time ago, long before I ever met her actually. And she's so lovely in person that it was such a trip to go back and listen to this conversation. A lot of things have changed, including the fact that Sankt Pulten was supposed to be one of the first three shows and the first three shows of the postponed tour were really, really difficult travel wise. And I left a lot of that in this episode because it was impossible to cut around it in some cases. But anyway, Tanya, I can't wait to see you again, and I hope you'll still talk in the after show. So let me make sure I'm saying it right. Sankt Pulten. Sankt Pulten. Say it one more time. <laughs> so excited to be on the line with our tour guide for Sankt Pulten. It's Tanya Rigotti. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for doing this. First of all, thank you for helping me spearhead this project and just being so enthusiastic about the project. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be great. Yes. Now, you're from Vienna, right? Tell everybody where you're from, your Tory story. Let's get the basics out of the way. Well, I'm originally from Italy, but I've lived in Vienna now for 12 years. So I consider it my hometown show. And since we're not getting a Vienna show this time, I'm guess that Sankt Pölten is the closest thing I'm gonna get. <laughs> so how did you discover Tori? Everybody can go back and listen to Tanya's tour all year episode, which I'll link in the show notes to hear the full story. But give us the brief rundown. Uh, the brief rundown is that I was on like a multi fandom kind of forum back in the day It was around 2005 ish. And there was this girl who liked her and she told me to go listen to little earthquakes and I did and I never looked back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How could That's you? That's a very short story. <laughs> <laughs> and how many shows have you seen up to this point pre-Ocean Ocean Tour? 51. 51. And you're going to add how many more? I'm doing the whole EU-UK <sighs> leg. All right. All right. So that's 21, I think? Yes. Okay, good. How exciting. All right. Now, you've lived in Vienna for 12 years. Has she ever played Sankt Pulten before? No. Absolutely not. Why is she doing it, would you suspect? Well, I, I can tell you why, because I know the local promoter. Oh. Well, the tour was supposed to be this year. We all know that. Well, it was supposed to be the US in 2020 and Europe in 2021. And they were going to have two shows in Austria. They were going to do Vienna and Graz. (gasps) But then when they had to reschedule, they couldn't get the venues and they had to go to Sankt Pölten because it's the only (laughs) one that was still available for the date. I'm familiar (laughs) with being a third choice. Hey, sometimes third time's a charm. (laughs) You know, that show's going to be amazing. She's going to be on fire. She's never been. I've never (laughs) been it's gonna be an exciting day for everyone exactly it's gonna be like you know how ocean ocean is the first shared experience we've had with her like we're all in lockdown now we'll all be newbies (laughs) to sankt Pulten, so it'll be great okay so how far away is fest spielhaus from that was great thank you know i've been working on my duolingo german again (laughs) 
<laughs> so uh, Sankt Pölten to Vienna is like a 30 minute train ride and from the train station in Sankt Pölten it's like a 15 minute walk to the venue. Okay, so like 45 minutes and you're there. Yeah. Okay. And let's get this address out of the way. Cultural District 2, 3100 Sankt Pulten. That's the address. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And you can just sort of map that. We mapped that already. So check it out on the map. It doesn't seem like there's a lot to do around the venue, but tell us what the vibes are. You went and took a special trip out there. You did You did a dry run. I did. I went there like two weekends ago because I knew you were going to talk to me about it. And I've never been. And I felt weird. <laughs> I felt weird being the expert on the show without ever having set foot in there. So, I love you it. Know. <laughs> it reminds me of like that episode of Will and Grace where Jack's mom does a dry run for Thanksgiving. If you've seen Will and Grace, you know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so tell us about the Sankt Pulten vibes, just the town vibes, what you got as never having been there before, like what your immediate reaction was. Well, it was nicer than expected actually because St. Pölten has a little bit of a reputation I guess. Ooh, do Vienna. tell. What kind of reputation? Well, it's more like I've tried to think of how to describe it to an outsider I guess you kind of have to be a local to know what I mean, but have you seen Mad Men? Yes, of course. So there's that one scene where the guy tells uh, John Hamm's character I feel sorry for you and John Hamm's character says I don't think about you at all. Mm-hmm. And that's basically St. Burton and Vienna and their relationship to each other. That's so funny. <laughs> so that's the closest thing I got. <laughs> Message received. <laughs> I heard there's two lakes there. That's what I read. There's like eight parks and two lakes. Yes, but they're outside of town and I don't think... I mean, if you have the time to do that, I would suggest you just stay in Vienna yeah. and do something. Yeah, yeah, do something fun. <laughs> Not that lakes can't be fun. I don't want to drag the sucked person people, yeah. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I've been there, I was there for two hours and I feel like I've seen everything there is to see. Wow, so. that's like my hometown, honestly. <laughs> What would you call the Sankt Pulten people? Sankt Pultians or Sankt Pultians? Sankt Pultener, I oh, guess. Of course. Okay, so you got a general just like small town vibe. Not much yeah. to do, not much to see. It was quite nice. It's got a nice like little main square with the church and stuff. And it's really a short walk to the um, venue and the venue district, like this whole cultural district, that was actually pretty nice. Like as far as areas that we're going to spend a lot of time in goes, it's nice. It's like a pedestrian kind of cultural thing. There's museums and, you know, like government buildings and the library and the national archives. It's near a small like little um, river so you can walk by the waters. It was nice. But not much to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds nice. Is there food near the venue in Sankt Pulten? Or? The only things that I saw when I was there scouting the place was like an Asian sushi place, mm. um, a Mediterranean place that did like Italian and Greek mm. stuff, and an Austrian one, mm. like typical Austrian dishes. Okay. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to starve. Okay. And like I said, it's not very far into the city center and there's bound to be more. Perfect. So the day before we're going to be in Poland, just going to ask because I figured this should be in the first batch of questions. Are there any gay clubs in Sankt Pulten? And feel free to answer for Vienna as well. Like, where do we need to go if we want to have a drink with the girls? 
Yeah, well, I asked people who would know if there's anything in St. Pölten and their answer was that they laughed in my face. <laughs> so, uh, no, you're going to have to go to Vienna for the gay scene. <laughs> I love that they just laughed. They guffawed. Yes. <laughs> Buckled yes, over. But there's a lot in Vienna. Okay, good. So, in Vienna, is there like a gay district? And if so, what's it called? Is it called Boys Town? What's it called? <laughs> there is, I guess, a kind of unofficial gay district where all like most of the clubs and bars are kind of clustered. And it's near the Naschmarkt and like around the Maria Hilferstraße, I guess. Near the Naschmarkt. Yes, that's okay. like the largest and most well-known like open air market. Is that the night market? <laughs> no, but that would fit the gay district, I guess. <laughs> you know what? We wake up at 5 p.m. We're good. So for gay bars, there's uh, the Kiss Bar okay. with three S's. They Ooh. do food as well. For a more trendy one, there's the Village Bar. There's the Felix Bar with two X's um, that does public viewings of Drag Race. I don't know when it airs. <laughs> and for clubs, there's the Why Not. Ooh. My philosophy, a club named after my heart. <laughs> There's the eagle. They have, wait, so wait, 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 wait. There's an eagle? Yeah. There's an eagle, Vienna. Okay. Their slogan is Sexpect More. Sexpect More. I know the slogan. <laughs> <laughs> really? I didn't know it was like a franchise. <laughs> no, it's, here's the thing is that I think, I believe that all the eagles are individually owned. And anybody correct me if I'm wrong, if you know if I'm wrong, but. I believe all of the Eagles are individually owned, but that the Eagle brand or that the Eagle name was, my guess is that it's sort of like a bear bar, leather bar, uh -huh. the Eagle. Yeah, because it was always a safe place. They're usually like, there's no branding, no signs, and you just kind of were able to be safe with your people. And ever since, you know, other gay bars popped up and like, it's totally fine now, the Eagle has this sort of transition to like a leather bar, bear bar safe space. <laughs> That's the story behind the Eagle as I know it. Is okay, it? well, there's another one of those. There's another club called Hard On. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> yeah, it's a non-profit fetish clubhouse Ooh. run by the leather and motorbike community. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm going to put all of these on our website, so go click, people. <laughs> I'm assuming that the general vibe of Vienna as well, going into St. Pulton is going to be cool. We're all, like, liberal, or is it super conservative? Is there anything we should be aware about, just, like, vibe-wise? No, well, Vienna is pretty left-leaning. Of course, uh, the rest of Austria is more conservative, but I guess that's like that everywhere. The capital is more mm -hmm. liberal mm -hmm, compared mm -hmm. to the towns outside of it. The official currency is the euro, so we don't have to worry. We'll have just come back from Katowice, where the we couldn't use the euro, but now we can use the rest of our euros, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Getting back to travel, what would you say is the best option from Katowice? Because it's four, what I saw, it's 450 kilometers, four, almost five hours by car, almost eight hours by train. And tried to find a plane and Google shut down on me. So they were like, no oh, plane. Oh, did it really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, sorry, good luck. <laughs> Like, well, uh, we're probably going to be taking the train, mm -hmm, I guess, mm -hmm. just because I try to avoid flying as much as I can. But there's there's no flights, really. I mean, there are, but like it's so confusing to me because it seems that she was inebriated when she made this tour schedule. It seems like... Oh, yeah, definitely. That if the second Someone show... just hung up a map and yeah. you know, put like a blindfold on them and got drunk and then threw darts across yep, the room. That's exactly right. Because it seems like if that first... If the middle show... The Poland show wasn't right then, that it would be so easy to get from Berlin to Vienna, essentially. But we have to go, yeah. like, all the way out of the way. So I don't know what to do. 
Are you going to take a night train, like an overnight train? Probably. Yeah. It's the only option because it's so far. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you can't take it in the morning because you're going to get there in the late afternoon. And then, yeah, and you don't want to miss the show. And you're getting to Vienna. You have to change trains in Vienna because you're not going to find a train that gets you to St. Pölten directly from Katowice. Got it. So, so you, you you will have to go through Vienna to get to St. Pölten. Okay, so you want to go through Vienna and then you take another train from Vienna to St. Pölten, which you said is about 30 minutes and then 15-minute walk. Great. Yeah. Let's keep that in mind, people. <laughs> that might be, yeah, that might be the only option. Overnight train. I mean, I haven't really looked into it and I don't think the Polish trains are up on the website yet. So I, I keep hoping that they'll add something to the schedule. <laughs> but, you know. Is this the Bonn? Is this like a situation where we like go to the Bonn station? Bonn.com? Or is there a better train line? I'm not sure. Because I, I've been checking the Polish sites, like the Polish rail. Mm, Polish rail. Okay. That's what I'm doing wrong. Polish rail. Okay. <laughs> I've never taken a train overnight. Really? Ever. Oh, it's fun. Is it really? <laughs> no, it's well, not. <laughs> no, I mean, it depends on how well you can sleep mm-hmm. on like a moving train. Mm-hmm. I recently said to a friend, there's no, uh, I've never been on a flight that I've stayed awake for. Like the moment I'm not in control of like driving something and there's motion in my body, I'm just out like a light. Oh, so well, I'm, then it's perfect for yeah, you. You're going to love it. Peaceful. Now, if we do do the overnight train, what would you recommend? A big car, like a bed car, like a whole, how does that work? Yeah, if it's a proper like night train, they're going to have sleeper cars. And I would definitely opt for that. Okay. It's the best option to get an actual night of sleep. Is that the one where they stack you? Yes, yeah? they stack you. <laughs> <laughs> could you. Do you have to be stacked with strangers or could you be just stacked with your friends? Well, it depends on how many people you are. Mm. But I think they have like four or six people cabins. Oh, good. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, so you could like team up. Okay, I love that. I love that. I'm going to do it. I don't care how. I don't know how, but I'm going to commit to only taking a carry-on and like my backpack. Yes. Yeah. Same. I'm gonna, I don't know how we're going to do no, it, I don't but either. I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go onto the plane wearing my big jacket and then everything else is going to be like vacuum pressed into my bag. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. No, I'm that's not, actually not such a bad idea. Yeah, I found these vacuum silly. Yeah, I found these like vacuum bags that you use pumps for that like mm-hmm. really reduced like the sweater weight cuz I'm going to be having like some sweaters because it's cold yeah yeah so i love that mm -hmm. i'm gonna steal that do it yeah i'll send you the link (laughs) and there was this youtube video where this guy tried two different kind of vacuum bags to like figure out the one that he had to like physically pump he preferred and yes you have to take the (laughs) pump with you but it's like a small pump but it's better than the one watching a youtube tutorial to figure out which vacuum i know like how to save space (laughs) (laughs) like it's the winter and i'm i get cold really easily (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I've already decided my outfit, too. I'm going to always wear this, like, I'm going to take a couple pairs of, like, thermal, you know, like, long johns. That's what I'm going to wear. That's my base layer, you know, and then a t-shirt with a puffy vest over it, and then a jacket over that. So I feel like that's good. And jeans. You're a lot better prepared than I am at this point. <laughs> Just because I'm, I'm feeling stressed out. <laughs> it's because it was 55 degrees in L.A. the other night, and I almost died. <laughs> oh, well, good luck. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye and good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so everybody is, I'm assuming, is everybody staying in Vienna? Of course, right? Like, that's the better place to stay. Well, it depends on what your plans are the next day. It's probably better to go back to Vienna and stay there. Smart. How late would you say the train runs after the show? They run until about, like, midnight. Okay, so the so show will end at, like, fine. 11. Yeah, usually the curfew is 11. And how late does Vienna, like, stay open normally? Is it an all-night town? Oh, yeah. Yeah? We're going to want to have some fun. 
Well, the gay bars are usually open till like three or four in the morning, so Perfect. you're going to be fine. Okay, great. <laughs> Put it on the schedule. Put it on the itinerary. Um, okay, so I think probably what sounds good to me, just for my ear, is to like leave the venue as soon as the show's over, after I do like the podcast, go back to Vienna and then either have dinner, drinks, or yeah, like hang out. Yeah. Right? Go to the Nachtmacht. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's, I'm ready for that. Good. Other questions I have. Public transportation around Vienna to sightsee. What's that like? To sightsee. Well, you know, actually, we have a queer city pass. <gasps> okay. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> the queer city pass. Tell me all about yes. it. Uh, so it includes public transportation, and you can choose if you want it for 24 hours or 48, depending on how much time you're going to actually spend there. Mm-hmm. And you get discounts in, like, the gay bars and certain museums and stuff. This I think is it's a pretty good deal. Amazing. I'm looking at this queer city pass in Vienna. See more, spend less. One ticket, many advantages. With the queer <laughs> city pass, Vienna, you not only get a ticket for public transport, but also discounts at many local partners. That's great. And it's all gay businesses. Mm-hmm. Save on interesting city tours, museums, trendy restaurants, and more. Vienna looks really happening. <laughs> <laughs> the architecture is so interesting. Okay, what's your favorite place in all of Vienna to like eat? What's your favorite place in all of Vienna to drink? Like, if, you, if I had to go to one place to eat, where would you recommend? Oh, Lord. Well, it depends. Do you want to do, like, the typically Austrian experience? Um, tell us what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably? Well, the Austrian food scene is very hearty. Mm. And I don't think vegetarians are going to be very happy here. Mm-hmm. A lot, is it a lot of Wurst? <laughs> yes. Mm. And, well, the Wiener Schnitzel mm-hmm. is the one thing that I would say if you're here, you have to eat that. Wiener Schnitzel. You know, a okay. vegetarian. Absolutely. Wiener Schnitzel. That's like a thin breaded pan fried veal cutlet. Mm-hmm. And it's usually served with like potato salad or boiled potatoes with parsley. So that's like the national dish. I would say. Okay, great. I'm in. I'm ready to try it. <laughs> Can I get it dairy-free? It's dairy-free, it sounds. Well, it's breaded, and usually they oh, put yeah. like... I'm not sure. So the Wiener Schnitzel is what we have to try. Anything else that we have to try that's purely Vienna? Like, what should we drink that's just like a Vienna thing? Well, Vienna has a very iconic coffee scene. So like the Viennese coffee bars are like a real traditional institution. Uh-huh. And there is actually one coffee bar that doubles as a gay bar. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's called the Café Savoy. Okay. All coffee bars here in West Hollywood double as gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know, it's like one of those really like imperial looking buildings from the turn of the century. And I think they have like the largest mirrors in all of Europe hanging up. Oh, wow. And I'm chandeliers and stuff. It's really pretty. So that's one place that I would go for coffee. The one on Maria Hilf? Yes. Yes. It looks amazing. And they have food too. I'm looking at this. Enjoying coffee and treats. Delightful staff, friendly and helpful in terms of both service and directions in a real Viennese coffee house. Highly recommended. Close to Secession, Nachtmarkt, and Oscar Wagner buildings. Great. All right. So let's see. Public transportation we talked about. We talked about the national dish. All right. Let's talk activities. This is for the gays and non-gays. What (laughs) can we do in Vienna? So Vienna is, of course, a museum town. Mm -hmm. And if I had to pick one or two museums to recommend, like if that's the only thing you're going to do, I would recommend the Albertina Museum. Okay. Because you get to see like the Habsburg State Rooms 
and it's 600 years of art history that ranges from like Michelangelo to Picasso so you get the big range of everything mm-hmm. but if you're more interested in like the more modern and specifically Viennese art scene then I would recommend the Leopold Museum because they have a big collection of Schiele and Klimt who are you know the pioneers of Austrian modernism art scene yes for sure And the Leopold actually has my favorite Klimt painting, that's Death and Life. But if you're wanting to see the most famous Klimt painting, which is The Kiss, then you're going to have to go to the Belvedere. Mm. I'm opening all of these as you talk about them. First of all, they look amazing. Oh, the Um, buildings themselves. It's worth it for those alone. Truly. So, of course, we'll link to these in our show notes. Just the Albertina has this amazing statue in front. The Leopold has this, like, incredible installation in this picture and it just looks massive and the belvedere it's got this enormous like garden in front with this like rock stairs it looks amazing yeah it's a palace basically yeah. it's a palace and the museum is inside the palace and these prices look really reasonable so the leopold right now says admission tickets from 1607 usd so that's good Wow, it looks really amazing. And we do have a day off there. So if anybody's interested in the art scene, you got the modern art scene at the Leopold, which says here the Leopold Museum is a unique treasure house of Viennese Jungenstil, the Weiner Werkstätte, Werkstätte and Expressionism. Wiener Werkstätte. Oh. It took me a second. <laughs> the Wiener Werkstätte and Expressionism. It is the most visited museum of the city's hottest cultural site, the Museum's Quart. Oh, God. The Museum's Quarter. <laughs> Quart. Quart- <laughs> I'm working on my German, and I don't know. I should have briefed you before. (laughs) You should have. And it houses the most significant and largest Egon Schiele collection in the world, as well as the masterworks by Secession founder Gustav Klimt. The museum's panorama windows offer a wonderful view of central Vienna and Maria Theresa Square at the Hofburg Palace. It looks amazing. Well, and you know, since you're in Vienna and you're there because of Tori, you're going to have to go to the Bösentorfer showroom. (gasps) Okay, is that where she did? No, that's not where she did that ninety-two interview, is it? No, oh. no, no, no. Harpy still. <laughs> <laughs> but they do have like you know the grand pianos out for you to try, and there's a like framed picture of her on the wall. So there is. <laughs> yes. Oh my God! Hold on, I've got to look this up. The Busendorfer showroom. We have to go to that. Have you ever been there? I've passed it. It's always been closed when I've been there, but I- I'm planning on making the time. These pianos look amazing. Oh my word. And you can just walk in? Anyone can just walk in if they're open? I think so, yeah. Oh. I mean, they're probably going to try to sell you a 350,000 euro piano, but... <laughs> Good luck. I might I might say yes, but joke's on them. Um, how close is this to like the center of town? Oh, it's right smack in the center. It's like right near the state opera. And the Albertina is behind the state opera. So it's like really the very center of town. You could make a day of doing like the Busendorfer showroom and then the Albertina. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Great. That's at busendorfer.com slash en slash Vienna slash salon. We'll link to that as well. Give us the one like most expensive luxury option. Like if someone is traveling in style, say they've saved for years for this and they just want to they want to be in luxury. Where would for like you, an activity? For an or... activity or like a meal or like something just decadent. Well, the a very touristy thing to do that 
tends to get expensive is uh, the Schönbrunn Palace. Okay. If you do it together with the zoo, which is the oldest zoo in Europe. So that's a fun day out. But I think like the combined ticket is like 45 euros, which is a lot for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Especially on tour. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that. And as for decadent, well, you have to try the original Sacher cake. Okay, what is that? And it's like chocolate cake. Okay. It's a typical chocolate cake. And they have this beautiful cafe. And it's not cheap if you're <laughs> going there for cake and coffee and, you know, sit down service. But it's a quintessential Viennese experience, I would say. We've talked about Vienna. We've talked about St. Pulten. You didn't get a chance to go inside the venue, right? No, it was closed. Yeah. But it's a very modern-looking building. Uh, the people who know that I love Tori and know that she's playing in St. Pulten said, oh, it suits her. Oh, it does? With whatever that means. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> like kooky? <laughs> kooky? The venue's kooky? <laughs> but it's a very like modern building. It's like concrete and a lot of glass. And yeah, it, it oh. looks modern. Maybe we will finally find out how glass is made. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, Life debut. <laughs> so are, what are your plans after the show? Like, what do you like to do after the show? I know you live in Vienna, so you're going to go home. You're going to... Going to go home and sleep as much as I can. You'll be exhausted, right? Yeah. Will we, will we be dead on our feet by then, you think, probably? Probably. So what else is there to do? Tell us everything that you have. Well, the one thing that I recommend everyone to do, regardless of budget, because you can, this you can do for free, is you walk the ring road. The best stretch, I would say, starts at the main university building down to the Charles Church, and you'll pass everything. You'll pass the theaters, parks, museums, the opera house. You can take a detour. The Bösendorfer showroom is going to be right there as well. You can have the Sacher cake right there. And it's just a beautiful like boulevard. And you'll see beautiful buildings, beautiful parks. Well, maybe not so beautiful in February, but you know. <laughs> the <laughs> so Ringstrasse. that's the one thing that I like to do with people who are coming to Vienna for the first time. Because you really get a sense of the city, like the inner city and the history of it. Yeah, this looks great. It says Vienna's Ringstrasse. I'll tell you the rest once I accept these cookies. Vienna's Ringstrasse is 5.3 kilometers long, long enough to provide a space for numerous monumental buildings, which were built during the period of historicism of the 1860s and 1890s, or until the 1890s. Today, the buildings that stand there, from the Vienna State Opera to the Museum of Fine Arts, are among the most important sites in the city of Vienna. It looks amazing. I mean, like, some of these towns that we're going to on this tour are, like, super modern and like like berlin right all the research i've done just makes it looks like super young but like vienna looks really it feels like there's castles everywhere i've been i guess i've been to, <laughs> i mean i've been to edinburgh but it's not on this level we've got a lot of palaces yeah. so you could definitely spend the whole day off checking out palaces this ringstrasse is basically just like a circular road right yeah it's basically like the old oh. city wall like, like a the ring original yeah like a the, ring the, old city of Vienna used to be all held inside there and wow. then it just expanded. So everything else is like suburbs. <laughs> well, everything else is all the other districts now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is theater in Vienna like? What is Viennese theater? Is it well, like... it's like a huge thing. Is it? People come from all over. Yes, the state opera, people queue and they come from all over the world. They queue for like the few standing places because it sells out months in advance. 
Yeah, and there's a lot of theaters, but mostly German-speaking, so I don't think they would be of that much interest to anyone visiting that doesn't speak German. You know what, there's it's... the Burgtheater, which is really like one of the most famous theaters in the world, but they only do like German I'm looking place. at the uh, Vienna's English theater, but I'm also... Here's, here's my thought on theater, and as I, was, as I got my MFA in directing at UCLA, this is how I was taught, that your theater, as a director, your theater should tell the story for people who can't speak the language. Your picturization, your blocking, your picturization should tell the story for someone who doesn't understand the words. So I feel like probably there's really... A, if there's a, such amazing art, there's such amazing theater, and if it sells out months in advance, then I wish I had time. And I always like... Anytime I take any trip, I'm like, damn it, Tori, like, give me a, like, <laughs> just do a show two days off, a show two days off. Well, clearly Tori wants to spend more time in Paris because she's got a day off before and end. a day off yeah. after. Oh, so yeah. she's hitting the theaters there, I mm-hmm. think. Oh, that'll be a good time to see theater. And our friend Paul Roy's there. Good. Um, I'm trying to see. They have the Second City Comedy Club. Oh, there are actually a lot of like English speaking comedy clubs. Oh. And like open mic nights and stuff. Oh, there's really? a lot of that. Yeah. For English speaking audiences or. Yeah, there, we have a lot of expats in Vienna. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a thing. Okay, great. English speaking comedy clubs in vienna if that's what you do if you're listening to this and that's what you do (laughs) you have to report back why (laughs) um okay good anything else you have i mean the prater which is where the huge ferris wheel is it's like an open amusement park and a big park so there's an amusement park i want to go to in copenhagen the tivoli no 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 no. that's the other one that's one in the city center i want to go to the the brogan which is like a little bit outside it's supposedly 10 minutes outside of town we'll find out when we talk to stefan that's the (laughs) truth but um, is it gonna be open (laughs) i don't probably not i'm not used to things closing i'm in california (laughs) yeah yeah of course it's probably gonna be closed we'll find out i love roller coasters but i've it's a recent love like i just started loving roller coasters really oh i love roller coasters and my favorite roller coaster that i've ever been on was actually in california at universal studios i don't know if they still have it this was like eight or nine years ago they had this mummy themed one oh the mummy yeah yeah, it's inside, and there's like a lot of neon, and mm-hmm. at some point it goes backwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, I loved that. I went on that four times in a row, and then I felt sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> if you really love them, I would suggest going to Six Flags in like right outside I've of Los Angeles. I've been to the one in Georgia. Uh-huh. I didn't know there was one in California. Mm-hmm. Is it new? Did it exist like t- nine years ago yes. when I was there? Yes, it definitely <laughs> did. So on the U.S. tour, it'll I'm sure she'll be in L.A. I mean, I'm sure you'll be here too, right? Right? <laughs> if you make well. it. <laughs> assuming it's the last three shows again. And it was. And assuming that DJ Mateo Sagade hosts our end of tour party. And he did. Then you'll have to be here. And she was. Well, assuming it's the last two shows. And assuming I got the time off work. Right. <laughs> There's so much I to would, assume. I would like to be there. <laughs> okay, good. And if you happen to have a day off after, then we'll. Assuming you have We're a day off after. We're going to Six Flags. Absolutely. <laughs> And it's super cheap, too. It's actually not that bad. Really? Yeah, you get, like, an all-day food pass, and, like, you just, yeah, it's super cheap. Wow. I mean, relatively. Uh, (laughs) Is there anything we need to be aware of? Like, warnings? Like, don't... This is actually a true story. One time I went to Akron, Ohio, and there were signs all over the city that said, do not drink the water without boiling it, that there had been, like, a lead contamination or something. Yeah, no. No. You you can't drink the tap water here. (laughs) You can? Okay, thank God. (laughs) Would you recommend it? Is it delicious? Oh, yeah, it's fine. It's all I drink. Mm, Good. 
what else? What else do we need to know? Just to fit in. Well, I mean, it's a pretty safe city, so it's not like I would say, oh, you have to be aware if you're out at night. Um, I can't think of anything, actually. You usually tip 10% oh, if good. you're out Oh, this is, that's a good question to add. Like, what is the tip culture? So tip 10% yeah. on rideshare or food or both? Mm, on food. On food? food and drinks. Food and drinks. Okay. That's really good question to add. Tip culture, 10% for food and drinks. Do you tip anything else? Not really, no. Okay, great. And what if I wanted to buy a souvenir for somebody, what would be the best thing? <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of those really stupid t-shirts that have like a kangaroo on them. <laughs> that says no kangaroos in Austria. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> Yes, those are a thing. Okay, can't people wait. get it mixed up with Australia. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, it didn't even occur to me. Yeah. Of course they do. People. <laughs> I cannot have those. They're silly, but <laughs> No kangaroos in Austria. Okay, great. Everybody get one of those and if you get an extra one, I'll take it. Medium. Large. Um <laughs> So you're staying in St. Pölten, though. Oh, okay. yeah, because of what you said, which is like, if you're going to just go the next day to You Frankfurt. might as well, unless you would feel like you're missing out on seeing Vienna. Well, I always feel like I'm missing out on everything, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> like, I have FOMO. Like, I could be looking at someone having a conversation around across the room, and I'm like, what are you talking about over there? <laughs> like, tell me. But, yeah, we still have to make time for Vienna. We'll figure it out. And that would be, again, what train... Why are there so many trains in Europe? Like, there's so many different train lines. Like, I thought there'd be just, like, the Euro rail. Or no. The, no. It's like the... You kind of have to know where to look. Yeah. Like, each, each country has their own national rails or sometimes even private rail companies. Interesting. And, you know. That clears it up. Like, every country has their own national rail that will, like, take you to other countries. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, they collaborate because if it goes into a different country, both will have it usually mm. for the same price, but it's mm -hmm. worth checking both, mm -hmm. just in case. That's very similar to like how they did the ticketing that I'd never yes, seen before. Yes, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like everybody splits it and has different seats, different yeah. websites. So for, for Vienna to Frankfurt, you could check either the UBB website, which U is the Austrian one, UBB? which is oebb.at, or the Bahn.de oh, okay. one, of which course, is the German it, site. Yeah. But yes. for the travel from Vienna to St. Pölten, there's another option. Uh -huh. There's a privately owned rail company that does that stretch, um, which is called the Westbahn. It leaves from a different train station than the National Rail uh -huh. Service. Uh -huh. So it's worth looking at depending on where you're coming in and how you're coming in from Katowice. Yeah. So, so if, if you're coming in on the national rail. Then you're probably going to stick to that. Yeah. And go straight to St. Pölten from the main train station. Got it. But then you might want to check out the Vestbahn. Yeah, but it depends. I mean, if you book the hotel and you want to drop your stuff first before going to St. Pölten, then it might be worth looking at which train station is closer to your hotel mm -hmm. and choose from there. These three really intimidate me. These three shows back yes, to back. same. The only thing I have, I can't even like picture anything i mean i didn't do the european leg of the 2017 tour but in the united states like everything is pretty drivable and she's pretty good i mean she's in a she's in a bus usually so she's good about like we can usually get there without much hassle these three are yeah, scary I, I, I fear those three shows aren't gonna be the luxurious ones <laughs> <laughs> and so, and you know, it's going to be a whole new experience for everybody. And like, where yeah. is she going to eat? She's going to have to eat at the sushi restaurant <laughs> in the Mediterranean place too. So come on. God. <laughs> um, how do you feel about the meet and greet situation? 
well, they told us it's a no. It's yeah. not looking so good right now. They said they'll find a way to like collect letters and so, which is better than nothing. Yeah, and that's course. really considerate because some artists wouldn't even care mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Yeah. What is the one thing you're most excited about and the one thing you're least excited about, minus the travel? I'm most excited about seeing her with a band because yeah. I've never seen her oh, with a band. Oh, that's right. That's right. You started in 11. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. So, never seen her with a band. So that's exciting. And the least exciting, well, it's the travel. But if I can't say that, <laughs> then hmm, I'm not sure. The cold. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I guess so. I like, like, usually she tours in May and September. Like, those were the months where I've toured extensively. And those, you know, are nice. Mm-hmm. Mild weather. Not mm-hmm. too hot, not mm-hmm. too cold yet. Perfect. But, yeah, this is, like, deep winter. So going to have to get me one of those vacuum pumps I know. <laughs> just put yourself in there <laughs> yeah like vacuum yourself in the bag oh i'm nervous about the cold too now and you're doing your whole tour with the same people mm-hmm. that's great how many in your party well for the whole tour really just one <laughs> you <laughs> no one other person oh, okay. <laughs> that's great no i'm doing the whole thing with holly Oh, fun. And uh, Rami is doing a lot of it. Not all of it, but like 75, 80%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been, actually, this has been truly the best. I feel prepared. I feel like we're all <laughs> in you? this. I do. I feel like we're all in this together. I mean, not, not linguistically prepared, <laughs> but I'm going to practice. And small blessing in disguise that there are no meet and greets. And so like, we're all kind of going to be able to make it to the shows on time. You know, we're not like worried about yeah, that pressure. It's too. meant to be more relaxed. Yeah. That's the silver lining about it all. Tanya Rigotti, where can people find you online if they would like to follow all your adventures? I'm watercolor stain on Instagram. Watercolor stain. Oh, you are. We'll link to that in our show notes at songsoftoriamus.com. Thank you again for being on our show. It's always a pleasure. Are you going to do some of our after shows on the tour? If you'll have me, sure. Absolutely, you better. <laughs> you know what? I love to have the same people. I hate to talk. I'm so shy. <laughs> I actually really am. Like when it comes to talking to strangers. Oh, I have to psych myself up before you call me before every one of these. <laughs> uh, well, then I'm sorry I'm late. I'm sorry I was late because <laughs> that's the worst. If you're out there and you want to talk on the after show, let me know. But I'll probably only talk to people I know because I'm scared. I'm a scaredy. And Tanya, we'll definitely talk to you a lot. So thank you for being on the show and we'll talk again. You're welcome. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Sister, come, come, sister.
Production of the Sideways Society. For more information or links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Sankt Pul Putin. <laughs>